So discussing a little bit about the Yom Tov of Shavuos. So the Svarim HaKadoshim say that Shavuos is a Yom Hadin for Taira, which basically means a Yom Hadin for the Ruchnius of a person throughout the year. And let's just put it down the way it is, and then we'll understand. Maybe Solyankov is very nervous that uh, what's going to happen, that a uh, person, let's say he's tired, Shavuos night, and he doesn't utilize the time properly. It's not just Shavuos night, it's all Yom Tov. But you don't utilize the time properly, so you miss the opportunity. Chas v'shalom, you don't want to blow the opportunity. So let's understand what the opportunity is, and let's understand how we can practically relate to it. So just wanted to say a story. A good friend of ours, Barye, said that when he was in yeshiva many years ago, he, he of course, was very chashem v'bachem, but at that time he was going through a rough tkufa. And when it came Shavuos, he remembered that this, the Indian, that if a person does Shavuos properly, you could really um, be Eila and Avedis Hashem. So that Shavuos, he stayed up all night, like, like everybody else. And then he went to sleep a little bit afterwards. And then instead of going to sleep again after the Suda, he stayed up and he learned a couple hours the rest of the day. And the next night he stayed up a little bit, not the whole night, but a little bit. He was very, very machazik in his learning. And then he forgot about it. A few months went by. The rest of his man was it. It was what it was. After the next man, in the next year, all of a sudden things started clicking. And he was very, very, very much lich. That was his uh, a tremendous ali afterwards. And he only realized next shvuis that he realized, hey, what happened last shvuis? And a person should realize. Let's understand what. Let's understand what it is, and then we'll try to understand practically. But apparently, shvuis has a real impact on a person's life. So there's interesting Gemara. The Gemara says that Acherim Oimrim, Acherim say, Ain bein atzeres la atzeres, ve'ain bein Rosh Hashanah la Rosh Hashanah, ela dalid yamim bulvat. Now it's really a halacha that pertains to the calendar, but Acherim, who's our mayor, say that the way the calendar is set up, they say the calendar is so exact that every, according to Acherim, every month is. And if you know the lunar calendar, the lunar calendar is somewhere in between. You, you really need 29 and a half days per month. So one day is going to be 29. One month is going to be 29 days. One month is going to be 30 days. So if you make one month 29, and the next month 30, and the next month 29, and the next month 30, if you do every single day exactly, you know, every month exactly, you end up with 354 days in the year which is equal weeks besides for four days. It's four days off of, if you wouldn't have complete weeks, every week. Because every year you're off by four days, 354 days is four days off. It's actually interesting, the Vilna Gain says that it's really a little bit more than 354 days, but the Gain says that Shana is 355, right? Shana, Shin is 300, known as, as 50, and Hey is five. The Gain says Shana, is 355, that's the amount of days that are in the year, meaning it's between 354 and 355 days in the year. But, so, if you set up the calendar like Acherim says to set it up, so then every year, you could calculate every year just by, you just move four days later, and every year is a difference of four days. That's what Acherim says. It's like the Gemara in Shabbos, actually in the Sugi of Matan Torah, the Gemara brings this concept of Acherim, discussing when Klaus or one Adam Mitzrayim, when Matan Torah was, Gemara has a discussion over there. So part of the discussion over there is the Gemara says, Achayim say this nusach. 
that there's no difference between Atzeres la Atzeres and Rosh Hashanah la Rosh Hashanah, meaning if last year Rosh Hashanah was one day, next year it's going to be four days. There's going to be four days apart between the Rosh Hashanahs. And the same thing with Shavuos. That's what the Gemara says. But the obvious question is, why are you picking Rosh Hashanah and Shavuos? You can pick any amount of the year. So seemingly, Acherim seem to be equating Atzeres, Shavuos, and Rosh Hashanah. They seem to be equating the two, and apparently they are like the beginning of the year, so to speak, and therefore we're saying the beginning of the year of Rosh Hashanah, and the beginning of the year, which is Shavuos, which is also the beginning of the year, is the difference between the beginning of the year this year, and the beginning of the year last year is only four days. That's what you seem to see to see from Acher. So you see a little bit that the Oymik of Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the year, and the question is why. Why is it the beginning of a year? Another interesting question is that seemingly Rosh Shavuos is not something that lasts because we lost the first Luchas. So really what we're celebrating didn't last. Seemingly, seemingly didn't last. We should really be celebrating Yom Kippur, which is the day that we got the second Luchas, but we do not celebrate Yom Kippur. Pashtas, we don't celebrate Yom Kippur. Some say Simchas Taira is the celebration of Yom Kippur, of the Luchas But we definitely don't make the Simcha on Yom Kippur itself. So why? Why do we make the Simcha on Shavuos if seemingly it didn't last? So the answer is as follows. Chazal say that really when the world was created, the, the Pasuk says, Yom Hashishi. The Ereveke Yom Hashishi. And Chazal say that Yom Hashishi is referring to the Yom of Matan Torah, which is the sixth day of Siva. So, and the Banish Lameda tonight with Bria Sa'ilam, if Klaisol is going to be Mekabal the Torah, good. If not, the Banish is going to be Machzir the world to Taihu Vavayu. Which basically means that the world was only able to last until Matan Torah. The Gemara makes the calculation there were 26 Dairis. From the beginning of the world until Matan Teira. If you calculate, you'll see there's 10 Deiris to Lech, 10 Deiris to Lavram, and there are 6 Deiris until Meish Rabbeinu, Yaakov, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Levi, Kahas, Amram, and Meisha. Six generations until Meish Rabbeinu. So there are basically 26 generations until Matan Teira. And Chazal explained the reasoning behind it. 26 Psukim and Hoyd Lashem Kitaif. But basically, it had to be that at 26 generations on Yom Matan, on Yom Vav Nisan, or Zayin, Vav Sivan, or Zayin Sivan, depending on how we paskin, the world was the Torah was given. And Chazal are saying that it had to be like that. If they wouldn't accept the Torah on Yom Hashishi, on the sixth day of Sivan, according to one Shita, which is Matan Torah, according to one Shita, we keep Shavuos on the sixth day, but it's Machlaikis when Matan Torah was exactly. We actually paskin the Matan Torah was on the seventh day of Sivan, but. Why we do it on the sixth day also has to be discussed. But Akapanim, that's the sixth day of Sivan is what Chazal referred to. And the world was roughly until that day. Was was shaky until that day. And then when Klai Yisrael was Mechabal Tayyar, the Gemara in Shabbos says, the world calmed down. So basically we see from the Gemara that there was really a new Bria Sa'ilam on the world. That means the world was shaky. There was a physical, the outside, the, the outside part of the world was there. It was all finished on Cheshna Abrashis. But then, the inner, the world was still shaky until you have the Pneumius of the world. And the Pneumius of the world was only introduced into the world by Matan Torah. And that's when the world was solidified. So that it gives us a little bit of an understanding that it's not, that it is Taka, the beginning of the world. 
there's a new Haskalah of the world by Matan Tyre. And the Svarim say that just like by Bria Asylum, the world was supposed to be perfect, supposed to last forever until Adam Yishin did the Chet. By Matan Tyre also, the world was supposed to last forever. Klai was supposed to live forever until they did the Avera of the Ego. So there's, ve- there's a very, uh, very strong parallel between Matan Tyre and Bria Asylum. So now we get a little bit of an understanding of what we're dealing with over here. We're not just dealing with a yomtiv of Matan Tyre. We're dealing with the beginning of the world. Kla Yisrael is the Tachlis Abriya. Atem Kruyim Adam. Ve'ein Kruyim Adam. Just to put things in perspective. We discussed on Rosh Hashanah. What day was the world created? The world was not created on Rosh Hashanah. The world was created. Rosh Hashanah was the sixth day of creation. The world was created. The world began being created on Sunday. Rosh Hashanah that year was Friday, the day that Adam Rishon was created. When we say Hayyim Har Asylum on Rosh Hashanah, we're referring to the day that Adam Rishon was created. That's the beginning of the world for all practical purposes. So, Bria Sa'ilam is Adam Rishon. The second Bria Sa'ilam is the introduction of Kla Yisrael. Atam Kriyam Adam. Kla Yisrael are called Adam Rishon. They're the second part of the, the, the Madura Tinyana, second impression, so to speak, of the creation of the world, the solidification. Of the world, which was the creation of Kla Yisrael, took place by Matan Taira. So Matan Taira is the recreation of the world. So now, if you look, now it makes a lot of sense. On Rosh Hashanah, it's Nigzar on a person, his physical, generally speaking, his physical Hatzlachas of the year, because that's the physical creation of the world. On Shuis, it's Nigzar on a person, his spiritual. Uh, Aliyah of the year, because that's what Shavuos is about. Shavuos is the spiritual beginning of the world. Now, of course, a person has Bechira. No, no one doesn't force anybody to do anything. But the Siyata de Shmaya that a person gets is based on Rosh Hashanah, on uh, Shavuos. So on Rosh Hashanah, there's a concept of blowing Shafer. You have a mitzvah. To be in this ayer, you know, to be ma'ayer, klai yisalti ma'ayer, the rabbani shalom. On Shavuos, there is no such mitzvah. There is no mitzvah at all. And the reason why that is, is because it wasn't something, it's not, it's not an outside aliyah, it's an inner aliyah. It's a godless of the world. The world grew from within. It's a pneumius, a day of pneumius that happened to the world. The world was around, but it was shaky. If you would have seen the world before that, you wouldn't have seen that it was shaky, but it was shaky. And then Mount Tyre was solidified. So Mount Tyre is the day that the world became solidified, which basically means that every person is solidified on Yom Matan Tyre. So what, so if we're understanding that it means we're not dealing with physical actions, we're dealing with interactions, so basically that is the concept of the world. That, that's the concept of, of, uh, of uh, Shavuos, meaning, Chazal say, Even though there's a machlaikis in uh, Be'a, if, how, uh, if a person, what, what a person should be doing on Yom Tiv, should he do half and half, should he, uh, or Kula Lashem, or Kula Lachem, it's Machlaikis. But on Shvuis, everybody agrees that you have to do Lachem on Shvuis. Why? Because it's the Yayim Matan And a person has to demonstrate that he's happy about Matan That means that's, that means Shvuis is unique in Yom Tayyim. That is a Chiyah for a person to be Besimcha on Shvuis and to make, to be Be'inanami Lachem, to create a Chash of a situation in order to demonstrate his appreciation for Tayyim. And that really is the mitzvah of Shavuos. The reason why there are no outward mitzvahs is because when a person does an outward action, 
it could be ma'ir your inside, but lamaisa a lot of your kaychas go to the action that you're doing. Ben Yehuda says in Mishlei that when a person hears something and he repeats it immediately, which is what many people do, you're driving down the street, down the highway, and you see a beautiful sunset. What do you do? You stop, take a picture, and drive by. You don't, you don't chasasholm look at it. You don't chasasholm take a moment to enjoy the sunset or to enjoy the scenery. You take a picture and you go right there. So basically, you didn't really, you never went inside. You just take it and you put. If you post it, then for sure, then you really hit the peak. If you're able to post it, that's mamish that you really enjoyed your vacation. And you know, people go on vacation. You don't enjoy the vacation. You begin figuring out how to take pictures that you can post. Such a person never experienced it. You're not experiencing it. You're taking it in order to be able to give it. Your bailea almanas liflet. Your kaina almanas lahaknes. There's no kenyan. A real chazal say kenyan almanas lahaknes is not a kenyan. If you're kaina something in order to imakne, it's not a kenyan. A kenyan has to be something that you're keeping for yourself. So whenever you do an action, as as important as actions are, but there is an element that when you're doing something, your efforts are focusing more on the action that you're doing as opposed to what's going on inside. And since shuas is a yoyim that has to be inside, it's called atzeres. Atzeres is lotion of gathering everything together, gathering a person's kaychas inside. It's basically an inner yamtav, a day of appreciation. It's a day that a person appreciates matan So, therefore, if you want to know what the objective is, it's a day, the objective of yei matan is a day of appreciation. For example, a person stays up all night. The minig to stay up all night is not a chiv. It's a simple minig. Maybe not so simple, but it's a minig. And the, the Zayar explains the beautiful things that are going on behind this minig. But that's what it is. It's a minig. That's what it is. It's a minig to stay up all night. What's the pshat that the whole Klai Yisrael took? Very few minhagim were taken by such a storm in Klai Yisrael. Like, it became like a Dover Pashat. That everyone does this minig. It's a difficult minig. Because since the it's an inner yamtiv, it's not about you know how you do it. The point is, what's going to be ma'ir a person to appreciate? Or to try to train himself to appreciate Kabbalah Satya. So this minute was a very uh, likes to say over that uh, he said the day that he the Satmar Rebbe asked him to write a advertisement in the New York Times against the Tzionim. So he said he was up all night writing the advertisement. He said, Why? Because when something's important to you, you don't have time to sleep. You stay up all night. So even if a person doesn't feel it, that his Limanatya is important to him. But by staying up all night, you're demonstrating that it's something that goes beyond logical calculations. It's something that's inherently connected to you. And that is the beginning and the end of the Yom Tov That's it. That's the tachlis of the Yom Tov. nami lachem. That a person should try to develop an appreciation for ruchnius. Because I'll say a concept. Ein kavid alatayra. Tayra and kavid are synonymous. Which means if a person gives kavid, gives respects, gives respect, gives appreciation... That is the essence of how you relate to Havet Hashem. Meaning if a person gives covet for Tayra, then he's connected to Tayra. A person does not, he's disconnected from Tayra. So the purpose of Shuas is that yom, is, the, is this concept. To give chashivas to what it means, to give a chashivas to the importance of the fact that we are Klai Yisrael and we're Zeche to to be different than a guy. That's the objective of the Yomtev. Now we understand a little bit the Gain. It was very Makhmet. Not to put any trees and flowers and, and around on Yomtev because the Gayim take the mint to, you know, the Gayim put up trees and therefore we don't do it. So Pashim Shad is you don't do what the Gayim do. 
which is true. We try not to do what the Goyim do, but there's a there's a aimic to it. Since the purpose of the Yamtiv is to separate ourselves from the guy, that's the whole that's what we're doing here. We're demonstrating the Khshivas of Yid and demonstrating the difference between us and the guy and appreciating if we would utilize even something that smells of something that the Goyim use, we'd be Pasha defeating the purpose. So therefore the guy therefore the guy was Makma not to do it. They're by many many segments in Klaisal is to do it, and we're not here to say not to do it. Just explaining the purpose of why many yeshivas don't do it based on the gain is this concept that the purpose is to segregate ourselves completely from the gain. So that's the objective of the yamtiv, the creation of the world from an inner creation, so to speak. And we relate to that by appreciating what it means to be a yid, to have tire. Therefore, even though technically mountain tire was bottle. So the fact that we're Yidin was not bottle. The Giluyim of Harsinai were not bottle. They last forever. So why we lost the Luchas is a aimik for that. Klaisol couldn't 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 take the tangible since Klaisol couldn't bring it to fruition of Matan Tyre, they weren't able the 40th day, that last day that Klaisol was supposed to wait for Mesha Abenu. And they didn't wait. It, it was not a mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu set it up. We said this once. But it's not a mistake that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara says, well, how did they make him such a mistake? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said 40 days. And they weren't sure did it mean 40 days from the day that Moshe Rabbeinu went up. Is that part of the equation? Or do you start counting from tomorrow? And Lamai said they were supposed to start counting from the next day because you have to have a Laila together with a Yaim. You have to have a full Yaim. They did not. And they started counting from the day that Moshe Rabbeinu went up. Therefore, they made a mistake. And therefore, they did the eagle. Not, not the whole Klaisal, but the heir of Rav did the eagle. Now you could ask a question if Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to help Klaisal, he should have said very clearly, listen, I'm going up today, start counting from tomorrow, and finished. He should have said that. The answer is no. He did a bedafka like this because it was a test to Klaisal. Klaisal has to be able to hold through with the Amuna even when things are not so clear. And that's why, and, and in a certain sense, they failed that part of the test. It's actually interesting because what was the test? The test was, are you going to count a day to mean a day that has a night with it? Or is it just a day, right? Moshe Rabbeinu went up by day. So if you're counting today, that means a day itself is considered a day, even though there's no night. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu went up by day, so the night before didn't count. But the, that was a mistake. You're supposed to count the next day because the next day has a night attached to it. What's the aimik behind that? A n- night represents chayshich. That's what night is. It's a, it's, you, you can't see. There's an element of not being able to see. That's an integral part of a yid's life. That the Rebunishim sometimes lets you go on your own. You want to learn how to roller skate, so they have to let you go on your own. You'll fall a few times. But you, you have to be able to do it on your own, or else you're not going to grow. Night is an essential part of day. You can't count a day if you don't have a night in it. Because you're missing this concept of being able to exist even if you can't see the light. Trying to grope your way around and figure it out on your own. And you might not produce as much, but that production is a lot more chashev than the production that you could do by day. So night is of utmost importance in Avaidus Hashem. And therefore, Klaisal, so to speak, missed this Nikuda. And they, days enough? As long as Moshe Rabbeinu went up by day, Moshe Rabbeinu went up in the morning, Chazal said. So it was right at the beginning of the day. They had a whole day. Klaisal, what are you missing? You're missing the night? No, no. Night's so important. But no, that's the mistake. Night's important. And therefore, the time that Klaisal was shaky, that last day, that 40th day, Moshe Rabbeinu set up on purpose for them. That they should see if they're Ne'amonim, so they were burning them to be able to withstand, and they weren't able to withstand whatever the cheshmer was. They weren't able to withstand, and therefore they lost the physical 
attribute of the Luchas Rishonis. They weren't able to hold on to the physical attribute of Luchas Rishonis. But the Madregas that they got him out in Tayyar that they never lost. The clarity of Einoid Malvadai, the fact that there became Yidden, all this happened by Mount and that they never lost. And that's really what we're celebrating. The physical Luchas, yeah, we celebrate. Either we celebrate Besam Chastayah, that could be discussed when we talk about Luchas Shneas. But the Luchas Rishainis, we're celebrating the Nesinas Haluchas. I mean, you can even argue Klaisel didn't even get the Luchas by Mount right? Moshe Rabbeinu had them. He didn't bring them down yet. So Moshe Rabbeinu had it. What did Klaisel have? Tired says that was the meeting, that was the marriage between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbi Nishalalim. That was the meeting, the open meeting, the only time that in the history of the world that Klai Yisrael saw clearly. Uh, the Rabbi Nishlom, Kriyas Yamsev had a certain madrega, but it wasn't as close as this. It was the only revelation in the history of the world that the Rabbi Nishlom revealed himself clearly that everybody was able to see, even the Goyim were able to see. It was a one-time revelation, and that Klaisal experience, that they did not lose. They couldn't take the physical luchas because they couldn't take the experience all the way to the bank. They, they, they left it, they lost it on day 40. They weren't able to use that Enoid Mulvadai and extrapolate from that when things got shaky. So Mela, they had to lose those luchas and they're only able to get a lower level of luchas. The difference between them is not for now, but that, that's really the Oymet Kadaver. But the Maimed of Matan Taira, we still have. And that Maimed, the relationship of Taira with the world, of the Rabbani Shalom with Kla Yisrael, that relationship lasts forever. It's interesting because the Gemarion Shabbos equates Matan Taira to the story of the eagle, to a kala, that's mezane b'seichu pasa. That's Lashon of the Gemara. It's a Gemara in Gitnosa. Aluva kala, uh, a kala is embarrassed, a mechutzefes, or a embarrassment. A kala, that's mezane b'seichu pasa. Klai is mezane by the chuppah. Why? Because Matan Tayyar is compared to a chuppah. It's a marriage between the Rebbein Shalom and Klai Yisrael. And by Klai Yisrael, following the eagle, it was a lack of, of understanding of the Rebbein Shalom. And there's an oimik to that. There's a tifkai to that, but the point, the point is that marriage is an emonis. Marriage is a trustworthiness. You have to be trustworthy. And if you're missing in the emonis, the marriage is lacking, which is why the ego happened. The, marriage, the, the, the ego was a demonstration of a lack of a marriage to the Rabbi Nishlom. We'll just add to this piece that the Vilna Gain you mentioned in the Betachin Shurim, the Vilna Gain says that the Tachlis of Matan was the Klai Yisrael Shereb Betachin. In the Rabbi Nishlom, the Oimek Hadavar is the same Nakuda. Chazal say that when Klai saw the Egal, what they did was Ivu Lelohus Harbe. They desired many many gods. They were looking for many gods. And they asked, Are they looking for many gods? What kind of business? Looking for many gods. They went and served an Egal. That was it. Looking for many gods. You know, the Pshat is because when a person has Hashem Echad, when it's Enoid Malvadai, so when a person is struggling with Parnasa, Rahman Slam, health, Shaduchim, uh, family members, whatever it is, there's one answer to the question. When a person is with the Rabbi Shalom, there's a marriage between Kalei and the Rabbi Shalom, and that's it. So there's nothing more than HaKadosh Baruch When a person starts getting sophisticated and making egals, so then every time he's faced with a challenge, he has a different solution to the challenge. Health solution, you run to the doctor. And of course a person has to do ishtadus. We're not saying not do ishtadus. I'm just saying in a person's attitude. Uh, health solution, the doctor's the solution. Shadduch uh, solution, run to the Shadchan. There's Elohus Harbe, you have many gods, so to speak, to turn to. When a person turns away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's evil Elohus Harbe, he's opening the door to many gods. 
when a person's by the Rabbi Shalom, every single thing falls under the umbrella of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which was the purpose of Matan Tyre. Hence, says the Volnagayin, the Tachlas of Matan Tyre was Kadeshi Yisimu, Betchaynam Ba'akadosh Baruch Hu. The purpose of Matan Tyre is to keep that lifelong relationship that whatever happens to a person, it's all under the jurisdiction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That comes from a relationship with Hashem, a relationship that's created in Matan Tyre. So basically, the essence of Matan Tyre is the importance of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how our lives are defined by our relationship with Hashem. We are not defined by our Hatzlacha and Ruchnius, which would be the Rosh Hashanah Din. We are defined by Hatzlacha. We're not defined by Hatzlacha and Gashmius, which would be the Rosh Hashanah Din. We are defined by our Hatzlacha in Ruchnius, which is the Shvuis Din, which takes place every year. And it's not so difficult. It's challenging, not so difficult. All a person has to do is to put in the emphasis, whether you're a man or a woman, different ways of approaching the umtif, but the objective is that a person should try to focus on the importance of being a yid, of ashreinu, the importance that we have, that we have, and even though sometimes we get sidetracked, and a person could sometimes get a little lost along the way, just like when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we do quote-unquote shuva. And we come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we accept his malchus. When it comes shvuis, we accept, just to, just to put it in perspective, if you want to you you quantify it, it's a very interesting Rashi. Rashi says, and when the Pasuk says, Vishinantam b'vanecha, Rashi says, that, that shkayich, Rashi says, Banecha are talmidim. We saw all used to say over this Rashi all the time. Rashi says, Vishinantam b'vanecha are talmidim. Talmidim are called banim. How does he know? Rashi brings a Pasuk. How do you know that Talmidim are called Banim? Because the Pasuk says, Banim Atem Lashem Aleikechem. That's how you know that Talmidim are called Banim. How do you see that? How do you see from Banim Atem Lashem Aleikechem that Talmidim are called Banim? Apparently, our relationship with the Rabbani Shalom as Ben is a Talmud to Rebbe relationship. Meaning, we're not Chas Shalom physical children to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Banim atem l'ashem l'ekechem is because we had, we're Talmidim of their Banishlam. We became Talmidim of their Banishlam in Mount Tyre. Talmidim are Kriyim Banim, Rashi says, and the Raya is from our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is Ben. So we say in Davening, Avinu Malkeinu. Malkeinu, if you want to quantify it. Malkeinu is Rosh Hashanah. Melech, we're accepting the Banishlam as our Melech. When's Avinu? Avinu is the other side of the coin, that's Shuas. Avinu is when the Banishlam taught us Tyre. And we became Bonim. So that's, if you want to put it in perspective, that's the diff- that would be a nice way to sell it. Person, uh, Rosh Hashanah would be the Eved to Melech relationship that we have with Rabbi Shalom, the Pachad of an Eved to Melech. Bonim Lashem is not a Pachad. It's a Yira. It's not a Pachad. It's not the same Ema Sadin that we have on Shuas to answer Rabbi Yaakov Shaila. It's not the same Ema Sadin. Fakarat is a Simcha. You're approaching your father, but you have to fulfill the, the approach properly. But, just to add, because I'll say, the, the Mishabur brings it, that if a person goes to sleep on Rosh Hashanah, a person sleeps on Rosh Hashanah, his mazel sleeps. So we could extrapolate, maybe that's another reason why we stay up Shavuos night. A person sleeps through Shavuos, whether it's physically or spiritually, he's sleeping through Shavuos, he can't sleep through Shavuos. So you got to make sure to stay up. So it could be that's another reason why we stay up. But it's the same concept. Shavuos is a real, is a yemadin, but it's a yemadin 
mitzad bonim atem l'shem lekech mitzad ben to their ben shalom. And it's up to us to set this up in our homes, to set up the situation. Even though the entire year we're busy maybe with other things, but one day a year or two days a year, if you live in Chutzlaretz, we have an opportunity to do absolutely no mitzvahs, just to spend the time appreciating that we have a shaykhist, that Rabbi Nishlam were married, there's nothing else that should be interesting us, and that is the essence of Zman Matan Tayraseinu, we should be'ezuz Hashem b'zeicha to utilize this powerful Rosh Hashanah of the year. Be'ezuz Hashem and the Rebbeinu Shalom should give us a bracha, tremendous bracha and ruchnius. Mitz Hashem, we should only b'zeicha to Aliyah and ruchnius, and Aliyah and ruchnius, ruchnius should be'ezuz Hashem bring us the Geula, which should bring the Shefa of ruchnius into the Bria, the Mashiach tzedkenu be'ezuz Hashem b'meira v'yameinu amein.